Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. And, boy, do we got a rocking show for y'all today. Got two really awesome guests. Um, I guess you can say our show is about telling the raw stories behind the artist. What we really want to do is capture the moment of the story. <laughs> There's a lot of um, podcasts out there where they interview. We don't want to really be considered interviewing our artists. We want to have a dialogue with the artist. We want to share with the artist. If the artist says something, we want to be able to relate to that artist for something in our story. It's not about either side being bigger than the other. It's about us coming together and having a dialogue and saying, you know, hey, we all been here. We all have had a past. We all have done things that are rough out there, but we're still kicking. We're still going. And boy, do we have a power packed show for you today, which we'll talk about that in a second as we get closer to bringing some, the first guest live. But anyway, um, as ma many of you know, Sandy and I are planning on eventually moving to Nashville. Yes, we're very excited about that. <laughs> really excited. And we're hoping to probably rent a maybe like a short-term place in, in over the summer. Um, so if anybody mm -hmm. in the Nashville land knows of a place coming available around May or so, that, you know, rental for a short-term for like three months just through the summer so we can get up there, yeah, about three spend months. the summer. Mm-hmm. Because you know, so, then we'll know how things are going, right, Sandy? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll get to fully check out Nashville then because neither one of us have ever been there before. So that will, will be exciting to check out. Yep. And um, we've had a really up and down week this week. Um, oh, we have, that believes, for sure. For anybody that believes in prayer, um, please pray over my dad, uh, my stepmom is in her last days of um, her life. Um, there's no turning back. It can't she's got lung cancer, brain cancer, and she's pretty much mm -hmm. just there now. Um, so we would appreciate any prayers over my dad as he gets through this because he had to bury my mom um, back about too long, like six months after Sandy and I married, and now he's burying mm -hmm. another wife. Uh, so it's really rough on him with him being in his 70s and everything. So please, you know, say a little prayer. So it's been rough there, but then the ups yeah. is um, we've, we actually got our SUV back on the road. We've been so excited about this because, um, to be honest, we don't want car payments. I know a lot of – I know that's just the going thing to have a car payment. We don't want a car payment. And we have an SUV, you know, a 96 mm -hmm. 4Runner that was inherited from her dad. So it's kind of, I guess, memorial for us. <laughs> and, and he loved that vehicle, and he babied that vehicle. It reminds me a lot of, of him. Oh, God, did he baby it. It stayed in the <laughs> Even though they lived in Kentucky, and when it snowed, it was four-wheel drive, but he would never take it out. He'd take his truck. Um, yeah, they loved his the truck, too. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> but he <Yeah>. babied <laughs> the, the forerunner. <laughs> I mean, it was it was so babied that it had 72,000 miles almost six years ago on it, even though it's a 96. And mm -hmm. on top of that, it still had, it still had its um, original tires when we inherited it from her dad six years, almost six years ago. So he really babied that. I, we still got the original spare, which is funny. Um, we do. But, but yeah, we, we got a, a couple great things that are happening. And like I said, you know, we're great, great to have our SUV back on the road. 
Um, and it was mine and little Chris's birthdays last weekend, so that was a lot of fun, especially yep. on little Chris's birthday. We took a day trip that day down to Jacksonville. Yep, and what's cool about that is I see that um, this person's online now, on the, um, that, that our day trip down there led to our first guest, which is pretty cool. So you can tell the story, Sandy. Yes, we were walking through. Jacksonville has every Saturday a little uh, Riverside Arts Market under a bridge there downtown. It's really cool. There's lots of vendors there and always music going on, a lot of people, a really cool thing every weekend. But as we were walking through the Arts Market, we heard this song, and it was Free Falling, which is one of my favorite songs. And, and we heard a girl singing it, and it, I was like, wow, that's an awesome version of that song really cool so we stopped to watch them for a while and we saw on the sign that the group was called bridge street five and and the and the cool thing about this is i <clears throat> oh anything where i always take a picture and tag whatever it is and we tag them and then um they reached out to us appreciating the picture and all that that we mm-hmm. took and even saying, hey, if we ever need guests on the show, they'd be willing to come on the show. Here's the cool part. This, we, pro, we were really booked up until the 31st, but we had a cancellation at the last minute. And so I, I reached out to, to them and said, hey, um, we have a cancellation. <laughs> um, would you like to come on the show this Friday? I know it's a quick, quick thing, but hey, can, can you do it? They said yes. So, so we think it's a pretty cool story that just a week ago we didn't even know who they were and and they're on our show. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you just never know who you're going to run into out there. But um, but the lead singer is Brittany Mueller, and I'm about to bring her on. So let's um, bring her live here. Yes. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Chris and Sandy. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing good great. Yourself. Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited. We're excited, too, especially since we didn't even know yeah. who you were um, a week ago. A week ago. <laughs> That's it's pretty true. amazing. I know, to see the connection there, that was pretty amazing. Thank you guys again for sharing our photo and, you know, uh, being able to connect us to be able to do this show today. Pretty excited. So. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no glad you, to have you, you know, on here. When we're booking up the show, we get, you know, in fact, we might be changing some things where we might actually interview people in a re- recorded because it might be come out easier. So then we can maybe do one every day type thing because um, we we're learning that it's tough to do it do a live show. We're we're learning that. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> so we're thinking about soon switching it to where we record the interviews but the show itself will be live and we just play the interviews you know and which i think a lot that's what a lot of the radio ones do anyway was like wow that. yeah that's a great idea i like that um <clears throat> yeah I, I can say that me personally being live right now i can i'm just a slight bit nervous you know never doing interviews before <laughs> this is going to be an interesting experience so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah. We hope that you'll you'll be fine because again everybody tells us that but you know you know you you know your story and and and, that, and right. that's really what we're about we're not trying to say you know well what do you think of this no it's we you know your we no. we want to bring out the raw stories 
that's behind right. We you. want to share those stories mm-hmm. because yeah. I I think that's what I think that's what's missing out there <laughs> is um there's a lot of things that interview people, but they keep it on the surface. Right. They don't get really behind the artist. Now, granted, I get it that sometimes you don't have time because you got you know two, three, four minutes, so you kind of got to just hit the music and that's it. That's why we decided that we want to have a 25, 30-minute interview with each artist so that, that we can really get behind the artist because when it – you know, most musicians, we've, what we've found, has a story. I mean a heavy story because that, that's usually what brings them the music is the pain right. behind them. Yeah, I can you know, agree. And that's one of the things that we want to do is, is showcase the pain in a way that breaks chains. In, out in the audience because I think a lot of people in this day and time they're going through stuff and they're going through stuff but they hear someone like you who's going through the same thing as them and they say man she's still chasing her dream even though she's going through this or whatever right. the case may be and yeah. that's what the show really wants to be about we want it to be about where people can say be inspired because oh wow they're you know that they're, they're even though the person struggles they're they're not they're not giving up, and I think that's what's missing out there, because yeah. a lot of people think it's easy. You know, you know better than that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, <laughs> nothing's ever easy, of course, but I mean, especially when it comes to chasing your dreams, that's a little bit out of the norm, you know. Um, like with uh, with chasing anything that's in the art scene, mm-hmm. I think you know, with music, and um, it's it's a struggle. It's there's plenty of different struggles and different realms of things that you have to go through to get to where you want to be. And I think that there's always going to be some form of struggle. It might be in a different exactly. way, but there'll always be some new hurdle to come like overcome um and that was one thing i found really cool when i was reading about your all show you know is um that you are um willing to you know take and find out the the deeper parts of the stories behind every musician and that's that's amazing i agree it can be inspiring to other people as well because that's really what society is about is you know god bring you know it's not that god brings our stories he doesn't it's not that he makes our stories happen but our stories happen, and it's and he uses them to inspire other people. Right. And I, and that's what and that's really what it's about is each person inspiring, even if it's just one person, you did your job. So right. before we get really into it, let's um start with some fun stuff. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, hobbies that you like to do outside of music and stuff. Okay. Um, well, I was um, originally born in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and oh, wow. um, I, yeah, right outside of Nashville, and um, I lived there for two years. So at the age of two, I didn't get to experience a lot of the area, <laughs> but I um, moved to uh, Palm Coast, Florida, and lived there for about 18 years, and then moved to St. Augustine, Florida. Um, to for I've been living in St. Augustine for about, I guess two years now almost so um so I uh basically my hobbies include um taking care of a little dog that is like my toddler I have a French bulldog as my pet and then um I also uh, of course music is a big hobby of mine and um I am a full-time college student as well um and I'm 
I'm in my last semester of uh, my senior year for my bachelor's degree, so um, and that's in psychology. So I have a passion for psychology, and um, I also do some volunteer work with music therapy at a local assisted oh, wow. living. And 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 you know, psychology with writing songs is actually a big plus, anyway. <laughs> it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually a, a big part of, which I'm sure we'll get into further in the interview, but a big part of a lot of my songs that I have wrote with uh, or co-wrote co um, is a lot of like twists and turns and things, you know, like psychologically that, you know, can happen in life and stuff. So, yeah. So are you ever, does your band ever have an ambition to move to Nashville? Um, I think the biggest thing, I mean, when we originally started, um, it was kind of like, um, it was a friend of mine I had met at a um, local showcase that I was doing as a solo show, and mm -hmm. he is a wonderfully, like, amazingly classically trained rock violinist, and um, I knew, like, his sound was something that could definitely amp up my sound and what I wanted to do mm -hmm. and so we formed the band together. And we actually started practicing in his house um, off of bridge street, downtown St. Augustine. So it was kind of how the bridge street vibe name came huh. about. But, um, we, uh, we had other members join in um, a stand-up bassist, a drummer, and, you know, things kind of change over time with that. But um, mm -hmm. right now we have, uh, yeah, my my friend Jerry O'Hare playing the violin, and I have my other friend Josh Cobb playing electric guitar and bass, um, and myself on acoustic guitar and singing. And we, like I said, started out to kind of play locally in Florida, Jacksonville, mm -hmm. St. Augustine area. Um, but a, a goal definitely now, I think, is is working towards getting outside of Florida. Um, you know, eventually being able to play like the festivals at you know, throughout Florida, I mean, throughout the U.S. And um, yeah. I, I'm not sure if moving to Nashville is necessarily a goal in the process. I think it's more traveling to be in the spots of playing different places and being able yeah. to tour. Um, so, yeah. Which is really smart, especially, you know, because I remember one of the interviews we did a while back, a guy named Brandon Maddox. I asked him what's one piece of advice he'd give, and he always told people, and again, this is you know I think this is where people miss it. He says that if you're going to move to Nashville, build your base before you move. I've never forgot right. that because because people say, oh, I want to sing, so I'm moving there, and that's great, you know, but it's harder when you get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you, know, exactly. you got so you your base can help support you while you're trying to make the right connections in Nashville. If you ever if, for people who move, so I felt that was. I I thought that was one of the smartest things I ever heard anybody say because you don't I've yeah. never heard that before, you know. But again, whether you move to Nashville or not, you're you know, which you're more of a folksy style, so you know, Nashville right. might not make sense for you. You know, what I mean, yeah. I know it's a lot of different genres there, but not you know. So, but it's really cool what y'all what y'all are doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think that's great advice. It is important to definitely build your um, following, I think, locally. And then um, mm -hmm. by knowing you have that backing and support, you know, you can take and move forward with it and, you know, build the fan base to being outside of your local area. But um, yeah, so our sound is kind of like a blues um, folk rock. So mm -hmm. that can be a, a little contradicting when you think of moving to Nashville. I know um, because <laughs> 
Nashville is more <laughs> of a, like a country scene, but um, I, I think that you know it could it could fit in certain realms. I'm not sure. Oh um, yeah. But, well, Nashville's uh-huh. changed a lot through the years. Nashville's not just country anymore. Right. You know, yeah. in fact, Nashville is even the home base for Christian music too, which I just recently I didn't know that. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's nice to see it growing for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, that's definitely, you know, because, again, I mean, we're hardcore country fans, but with your twist on it, it's still it's still country-leaning to us. I mean, folk is yeah. like kind of a sub of, of country. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. With a lot of, um, and a lot of things we do, are, it's very lyric-based. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, we do have some rock elements to it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like we have some songs that might be more like country based, some songs that might be more like blues based. Um, it just kind of varies, I think, on like what original song we do or the cover song that we play. Um, yeah. We play mostly originals, though. Um, and um, yeah, so. So at what age did you know you wanted to sing? At what age? Um, I yeah. was. Well, I was, as a baby, I always enjoyed listening to country music, you know, being that I was mm-hmm. born in the Hendersonville area. Um, my family kept country music playing a lot in our house, um, and I would just, you know, dance and sing along, and that was kind of a, a big part of my childhood. And then um, once I moved to Florida, I started taking piano lessons when I was five, and then... Oh, wow. um, I got a, I received a guitar from my grandparents for Christmas when I was seven, and I started taking guitar lessons at that time. Um, as far as singing, I, I tried to incorporate some singing, probably in their age of like eight or nine, um, but I was very much so a closet musician until I was around <laughs> maybe, um, I want to say like maybe 16 or 17. I was not. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I was definitely not comfortable playing on stage, or um, it was a really nervous, nerve-wracking thing for me. Um, well, that's changed. I, yeah, it has definitely changed. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I know God definitely helped me overcome that, and uh, you know, gave me the strength to work up the nerve over time to get out there. I started in some open mics locally in St. Augustine, and um, mm-hmm. that helped to have a good support scene there and um, and slowly got more comfortable to do, you know, regular showcases and shows on my own and with the band eventually. So, yeah. So would, so would you say that other people that are in your position where they got the musical talent, but they're like really shy or, you know, they just have the stage fight to just, just to get out and do local gigs? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the key is just getting the nerve to try one open mic and um mm. you know it, once you try that one open mic you know it might not be perfect you might have a few mess ups or it might be really nerve-wracking <laughs> but then tell yourself at that point like hey let's do one more open mic or one more show you know and just keep trying and pushing yeah. yourself for it you know and it's it definitely takes time to overcome that I think now um for me it's something that actually helps my nerves or anxiety is mm. by playing out and um, getting to share my songs and knowing that those are going to help others. So um, what's it funny is where you kind of has flipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is where you talk about, you just got to go and just do the small things. I think you're so right on that. Um, year, many years ago, 
I did a speaking gig for the very first time. It's only a five-minute thing, and it was just my story. So I thought I could do this. No big deal. The problem right. is the venue was 250-plus people. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, minutes to say it, it didn't go well at first, but I knew I had to get through it. I was like, I mean, I was, it was bad the first couple minutes. But, you know, I mean. It was. I knew he it. was literally <laughs> shaking. <laughs> I, was, oh, I wanted to help so badly. I didn't know what oh, to do for him. That would be really and, and, scary. Yeah, like first time getting up speaking like in a big crowd like that. That's a lot. <laughs> and, and, and what make, made matters worse, I changed the speech a few uh, things the day up. So that kind of messed my mind all up. So I definitely know what not to do, um, but I remember getting up there, and this I, I guess good advice for a, even a singer, even if they're bombing, and I was bombing, just, just <laughs> do it, just just go, just get through it, because I knew that if I if I got off that stage, that I would probably never get in front of a group again. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I had to finish it, and that's you know again I, I like what you're saying is is you know you got to get in front of people if you're going to do this because again this is a people's business the music music business yeah <laughs> it is but do smaller first <laughs> yeah absolutely mm-hmm. definitely start baby steps I think <laughs> <laughs> so who were some of your musical influences growing up and even now. Um, I think, well, I mean, growing up, um, I can say, I mean, a huge music influence was um, actually, which I'm sure is one you hear a lot, is Taylor Swift um, and her songwriting skills. And um, Mm -hmm. she was actually one that I think inspired me to really get out there and start playing more. Um, But Mm -hmm. as I grew as an artist and in my taste in music, um, one that is a really big influence and what actually really influenced me in forming my style and sound with my vocals and um, and also the original music is Parker Millsap. Um, and he mm-hmm. is um, he's actually based out of Oklahoma. He is a blues um, blues rock. He's got some folk to him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, mm-hmm. he actually has a, a violinist that plays with him. And uh, he's good. He has really unique sound. Um, I actually had the opportunity to see him live this past year, and it was definitely a very inspiring getting to see that. Um, he's a great guitarist as well. Um, and also, um, I like uh, Mumford & Sons and um, a band called The Decemberists, I think, are mm-hmm. some influences in our sound now. Um, yeah, so I think that pretty much sums it up. Wow. Um, about to take a small break, and I'm going to play, and then right after the little little um podcast person we got coming up i will play your song and we will come back and talk about that song okay great sounds good hey everyone i just want to let you know that we have got great news as always we have partnered with the sports sports guys podcast and i'll let sandy do the honors hey everyone we have partnered with another great podcast called the sports guys podcast 
You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. And here is a song called Game of Life. When you're down and out, you've been lost through die, you've been defeated, and your time's on the mend. Don't forget to surprise, bring back the fire in your Put you in this place, we'll have the time of needing grace The winning moments will shatter while they're falling down the ladder Only then will they understand how it feels to be stuck in quick of the, you know, what what the name of this song is, um, Game of Life. 
And, you know, that shows a point even with what we are doing, you know, and, and no matter what part of music in, industry you're in, it's tough. It doesn't matter which, what part. And that's, right. you know, even with what we're doing, you know, trying to be an online radio show, I've had people tell mm-hmm. me we're crazy. <laughs> that this really? would never work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yep, like I'm I sure you, you've been told that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think the important thing is to not listen to your critics about things and just keep going no. and what your yeah. you know, your gut feeling is and your dreams and you know know God's leading it along the way and just trust Him mm-hmm. along the way pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes you look you look at like like you said in the song about the song you look at other people and you're like, well, God, you know, it's, it, they're just blossoming, and I and we're sitting here. Like I remember, we we interviewed an artist, and that was one of her struggles, was that you know she didn't. I mean, she did go to college and all that, but but she basically gave it all up because she's trying to pursue her music career, and she sees all these people uh, that that she's been friends with for years are moving up the corporate ladder, they're getting these promotions, right. and she's still this struggling artist. Right. And I think that's the hardest part to any type of creative career. It's hanging yeah. in there long enough before yeah. your time is, comes. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. You know, it's amazing to see that you all are stepping it up and taking this, you know, taking and giving the opportunities to so many musicians to be able to tell their story on your show. It's amazing to see this. Well, we appreciate it. You know, we've been around the industry for oh, we six do. years. But Sandy's mm-hmm. loved music in general, but especially country music. Um, all our life. Oh yes, yes. Oh, Ever God. since I can remember, always loved music. Always helped me with whatever I was going through in life. Listening to the right song. Yeah. Yep. I can say the same. That's amazing. That's so cool. And, and see, although I've always liked music, I wasn't a lover like she. I've always loved you. In fact, when I was growing up, I was kind of a closet country music fan. I liked oh, okay. country music. But the crew I I hung out with, we we listened to all the MC Hammers and all that. And and then I would remember uh, that friend of yours a long time ago when I first met him was like, Chris doesn't like country music. (laughs) Sandy Sandy was like, What are you talking about? That's so funny. Because really right? you secretly like Because I was a, because <laughs> I was a very closet. Because back in when I was growing up, you know, I mean, country's mainstream now, but it sure wasn't back then. Right. <laughs> and I was yeah. not a leader; I was a follower back then. So, <laughs> but I always but, liked country music and folk music and bluegrass and 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 all that. I always liked all that. I just didn't. Um, I just didn't put it out there because all my friends were in the hip hop and rap and all that. I mean, right. I even I had the the lowrider truck with the bass in the back and the four twelves and making pictures fall off the walls with people. I had all that, but I would still privately listen to country music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. In this day and time, so and and again, I'm sure it's probably almost the same with you. Um, but in the country music world, um, it's really it's been tough for the past two decades to really get traction 
as a woman artist? Are you finding that to be the true, true in the, in, even in folk and all that, that the women artists just won't get played as much? Yeah, I definitely find that to be the case. And not only just not getting played or, you know, being promoted as much, I think um, it can be a struggle. Um, you know, I'm the, I'm the speaking manager for my band, the Bridge Street Vibe, and um, it can be tough being a young woman, um, you know, getting the respect from those that are trying to, you know, book you at venues. Um, you know, oftentimes wow. you don't see as many women performers being advertised, pushed, and, and booked as much. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen the tweet that made national headlines this week about the radio station that admitted that they're not allowed to play two back-to-back country music women. Oh my goodness, I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been all over, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's and you know I've always heard that, but it's never been on right. the record. Right. <laughs> that now now granted where we live here in Savannah. They play back-to-back women artists all the time, so I guess they're they not do. supposed to, but they do. And we're anyway. glad they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I know that's awesome that that's a thing there. Um, yeah, I know that that is pretty amazing that they actually openly admitted it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Well, that tweet has since been taken down, but it's too late. <laughs> right. It's already out there. Because <laughs> you had. <laughs> Because you had Casey Musgraves and Kelsey Ballerini actually tune into that, and that's where that, I think that's what made it go viral. Oh my goodness! Wow. <clears throat> so, um, I talked about the tweet and all that. So, um, our little son always likes to ask a question. You want to go back there? He oh, does. But mommy, real quick. <laughs> Yes, we'll have him come and do his thing here. He wants to be part of our show, too. (laughs) Family-run show here. (laughs) Our little little 10-year-old is, I mean, yeah, he's um, eight, but we got a 10-month-old daughter. He just turned eight on Saturday. And we got a 10-month-old daughter, but she's being babysit right now. We try to let a babysitter handle her while we're trying to do the show. We do the show from her home. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. What's your favorite food? <laughs> what is what? My, your favorite food. Ooh, my favorite food. Ooh. That's a good question. Hmm. <laughs> I would probably say Chinese food. I like fried rice. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, what's yours, Locris? Yeah. Pickles. 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 Oh, I love pickles. <laughs> All right, put mommy back on phone. Okay, bye. Bye. <clears throat> but but we try to incorporate family into this, and you know when we Caitlin do. gets old enough too, we'll do the same thing for her. Oh, I think that's awesome. I think that's so awesome. It's it's actually yes. Try to build. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. We're trying to build his interviewing skills for future. He said he wants to have his own podcast someday, his own TV show. So we'll see. (laughs) Oh, that'll be so cool. You guys can be a good inspiration for him. Yeah, because I always tell people, you know, I always tell people, you know, know, how do you inspire purpose into your kids is by you living out your purpose in front of them. 
Right. Mm-hmm. That's so true. <clears throat> because Funny you story, can... you all said you that, that you are in your house in Savannah doing this interview. I'm mm-hmm. currently in my car because in, in my driveway <laughs> oh, because my my yes. dog is barking at the door and I didn't want him to bark through the interview. <laughs> I understand that. Sometimes we'll have to do that if the baby's crying yeah. or just, yeah. so <laughs> whatever's funny. going on. Roll with it. Yeah. Exactly. So we got. So as we wind this thing down, we got two more little things to ask. Um, one is, if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would the song be about? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, honestly, I think I would go with, um, uh, like I said, one of my big inspirations would be Parker Millsap. So I would love to be able to co-write with him, um, and it's pretty amazing because a lot of his songs originals are about um he he grew up as a a pastor's son and so Mm -hmm. a lot of the things are about his religion Mm -hmm. and um how that kind of i think uh helped to grow him as an artist and i think it was Mm -hmm. oh wow to to, i think it'd be neat to kind of write something um you know regarding religion together you know and uh yeah yeah and how i can form you as a person and as a musician that would that would be really awesome. <laughs> yeah, it so, would. Um, so as you know, as as an up and comer yourself, because you've learned a lot in what in the time you've come. If somebody is just now getting started, and they were wanting to go the music route, whether it's country music, folk, doesn't matter. It's all it's all the same to the degree of struggles. Um, what would be one piece of advice that you've learned that you'd give them? Um, I think a good piece of advice would be, um, kind of similar to what I said earlier. Um, I think if, um, if any struggles happen along the way, or like, you know, if anybody tries to, um, put put you down in your dreams or try to say that you can't do it, or, um, you're not capable, just keep going forward and keep trying and take that next step. Um, because, no one can know what your path is supposed to be or um, what it is that God has intended for your life. So you just have to keep Amen. going with what you feel like your dream is. <laughs> Amen to that, because that's what life yes. really is, is, is getting through the yeah. struggles. To, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they look at you and when you are on top, which they see, they'll see the glory, but they don't see the grind. Right. And yep. and you want the people that can see the grind that can say, you know what, just keep going because you know you got you probably got people even in your life that say, you know what, are you ever gonna make it or or this ain't never gonna work? They don't see the grind right. that you put behind this. Yeah. Because they think because exactly. people think, well, why music ain't nothing? That that's not a career. I've heard people say right. this. Yeah. But let's mm-hmm. take you know I have seen a meme recently where it says let's take music out of everything that's in life. And you tell me now if it means anything. Nothing would exist. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in the Bible, David was a harp player. So, I mean, even in the Bible days, music existed. It did. I know. It's amazing. I know. um, I think, yeah, like you said, you know, music is definitely a career, and I think it should get as much respect um, as any other, you know, industry or career there is out there. Um, and, you know, I think, too, another big thing is, 
you know, staying in prayer with God and, um, Amen. Keeping, yeah, keeping your yourself grounded in him, you know, throughout it all, going after your dreams. Um, and I'm so glad to hear our artists talk about God some on our shows because, you know, this whole thing is we want to inspire people not just about music but how God can reach through our show. And I right. love that. Yes, again, absolutely. And, and if an artist doesn't believe in God, I'm not, not going to turn them down to come on my show because the show is about music and their story. Mm-hmm. But it's great right. that so far the artists have had no problems talking about God, and I really thank you for that. Uh, yes, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> you, thank you for being open to allowing, you know, Christian artists to come on here and talk about this. It's amazing. And we appreciate it. And we hope that maybe in the three to six more months, as we get the show back off the ground, we can have you back. Oh, yes, we, love we that. do. Yeah, that would be great. And, and, um, and, keep us, and keep us updated. Be sure to email us or whatever, anything new going on. So that, you know, we oh, yeah, so we can let the audience know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, anybody that is wanting to keep up with our, um, you know, profile or anything, we're we're on Facebook and um, Instagram, and we have our uh, our songs on Spotify and iTunes um, under the Bridge Street vibe. So that's awesome. And of course, we'll be posting about this later with the tags and on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And, and we so appreciate your time. Yes, we thank do. you. Yeah, thank you for your time. And absolutely, we'd love to be back on the show for sure. Right. We'll set that date soon. Yes. Okay. And, and, you, and you have a great day, and hopefully you can share this thing out and let's get a lot of people listening, both you and our next guest, which will be Taylor D. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys, and hope you all have a great rest of your day as well. Oh, you all too. Right, you too. Thanks. Thanks. And now we're about to bring up our second guest. I'm really excited. We've known mm-hmm. this girl for, I guess, about a year, I guess it is. Yeah, and we've probably watched, around about that long. And we've watched her grow into something great. And she sent me a story. I already had half the questions written down that I was going to talk about. She sent me her story. And I basically balled the questions up because I was like, okay, we're not going there. <laughs> God already said, oh, <laughs> this is the direction we got to go with this. This is, I, she already knew kind of about this, a lot of the story because she posted about this on Facebook not long ago, and I was mm-hmm. stunned. But she has so much in common, really, with Sandy and I, too, on some issues. Now, you know, on oh, some yes, I read the story, on, too. Window, and I it's, say. it's yeah. powerful. And we're looking it's forward to having powerful. her on. A lot to delve into there. <laughs> so if you're ready to break some chains, Taylor D, you here? I'm here. Thank you for being on this show. We yes. really appreciate How you. are y'all? Oh, we're we doing are great. Good. It's so good <laughs> to, to finally this. officially talk to you guys. Yes, we're excited to have <laughs> and, you on here today. And thank you for a couple weeks ago where you would have Jumped in if Ava couldn't make it on the show. We yeah, I so appreciate that. I'm glad she was able to make it and all that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I love me some I love me some Ava Page. So I'm I'm glad oh, she yeah. was able to. She is awesome. <laughs> rock star it through it, even though she's going through so much. She is a superstar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've been through one heck of a life. But before I we really get have. There, I've had some. I've had some ups and some downs and lots of crazy <laughs> stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say the least. I mean, but before we get there, let's go on a light note a little bit because I think we're going to get a little heavy here in a little while. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about what you you know about yourself, where you're from, hobbies, just the basic stuff so people can know. Okay. Um. Well, I kind of grew up all over the DFW Metroplex. I started off in Mesquite, Texas, and then I went to um, Rockwall, Texas, and then Plano, Texas, and then Forney, Texas, and then I eventually wow. made my way back to Mesquite, Texas, where I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my friends were like, where have you been? <laughs> so, um, speaking of lowriders, Chris, I heard you talking about your lowrider and all that. That's a funny, a funny story. In in my mesquite days, I dated a guy with a lowrider truck, and um, I I was big time into that, uh, into the lowriders. I even mm-hmm. wore the t-shirts that had the lowriders on the shirts. Like I was a huge oh, wow. tomboy. Um, (laughs) and real quick a story I was skipping lunch with my boyfriend in that lowrider truck and we just happened to total his truck at the red light in front of our school oh wow so we got busted (laughs) you know it's funny that you said total because what destroyed my um my lowrider was it being totaled um I had I lost my license um, right before it was totaled um, mm-hmm. from reckless driving and all that stuff that you do at 18 years old. <laughs> and oh, yeah. So I lost my license through all that. And I re- and um, so I had a friend of mine that was always around us, around me, and he had license. So I said, um, well, you, you can drive us around. And he loved it because he wanted to drive the lowrider truck. Because <laughs> it was a oh, 1990 yeah. Mitsubishi lowrider I mean, and when I say lowrider, it it was a real lowrider, not a wannabe. I mean, I got stuck on River Street because, not because we, I had fins that dropped, but because the bottom of the truck would hit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I remember we were driving one night, and we had my girlfriend at that time, back when I was eighteen, with us, and we were in the passenger seat. He's driving down the road, and all I remember is sliding and we get t-boned and he was probably yep. going 56 an hour and the officer after it was over came the he came up to me and said this is your truck right yeah he says um do you know how lucky you are it's like what do you mean he goes i normally would not say this he said but because your truck was a low rider that's the only reason you did not flip Wow. Because cause where we got T-bone was a small front end where the front end couldn't get under the vehicle because it was low. <clears throat> so he told us that you would have flipped and probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't a low rider. Wow. <laughs> so, and, of God course, he hated to say that because he hated low riders. He admitted, he's like, I hate to even say this because I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So you oh, said that well, lowrider saved your life. Mine, mine, and my, mine and my ex-boyfriends at the time, that was our little hobby, and he had the whole airbag <laughs> things. And, I mean, of course, since then, I've kind of grown out of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I – uh, what else do I like to do other than other than sing my little heart out? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have two kids, so I'm always busy with them. I have a ten year old little boy and a two and a half year old mm. little girl, so oh, wow. they keep me on my toes and super busy. Yeah, when little Chris gets ten, Caitlin will be two, so we'll be right there with you in two years. That's right. Oh, we'll have yeah. that age kids in a couple of years because we have an eight year old and a ten month old right now. Well, we'll have to we'll have to do some play dates. We will <laughs> <Yep>. absolutely. <laughs> yes, they would love that. <laughs> so, growing up, who were some of your musical influences? Um, my number one musical influence is Janice Joplin through and through. And that why did I know you were gonna say that? I I don't know why knowing your story (laughs) I just I don't know, that that, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well good, that makes me feel good that that makes sense. Um (laughs) my my dad my dad introduced me to her at a really young age and I I just couldn't get enough of her. So I would listen to her and I just thought, Man, I wanna be like her one day. Like she was just so cool and and her performances on stage were crazy and so full of energy, and you don't you don't see that ever, you know. So yeah. mm-hmm. I try to I try to bring it as as big as I can when I perform. And oh wow, um, I've I've had so many people come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, you're like the new age Janis Joplin, and my heart just like was like, <laughs> oh what? <laughs> did, oh, that's did, awesome. did you see the girl on um? On America's Got Talent, I guess a couple seasons ago, that they compared to Janis Joplin. Yes, I did. I thought that was something too. See, I did see her. She was she was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Boy, fans were yeah, really upset when she way. got kicked anybody, off. Anybody that can bring it like that, I am definitely rooting for. <laughs> yeah, she was all in. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta leave it. You just gotta leave it on the stage. You gotta just bare your your yeah. heart and soul, and that's that's when I feel on my end. That's when the true artistry of what I do comes alive. Yeah. Is being able to and just got, be naked on the stage and 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 you and, got more reason to do to leave it on the stage. Um, let's get into some of that. Okay. After reading your story, I'm like, I'll let you get in. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. Because I think we can break some um, things here. Well, I um, I grew up with a single mom. My parents split up when I was about one, so I never really knew my parents together. Um, mm-hmm. They, to this day, do not like each other. Um, oh wow! So that's been that's been rough, all you know, in itself. Uh, growing up and all the fighting and the cops being called mm-hmm. and just the crazy drama that I had to grow up around. Um, and so my mom got remarried. She was with my stepdad for about seven years, and um, he was pretty abusive towards my brother. I never saw the end of that because I tr- I just really stuck to myself, and just I was just mm-hmm. like the quiet kid in the corner that, you know, didn't say anything, didn't want to get in trouble. Um, so 
he ended up cheating on my mom and um and we we ended up moving to a town called Rockwall, Texas. And at that time, Rockwall was very snooty, and and you knew wow. you knew that it was all about money mm-hmm. in that town. Yeah, we understand and, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you didn't drive, if your mom didn't drive a certain car, and you didn't live in a certain house, and you didn't wear certain kind of clothes, you you were going to be picked on and made fun of, and that's sort of where I landed. Um. Mm. I kind of didn't want to make any friends because I was really mad that I moved to Rockwall in the first place. I was like, I was just angry. I wanted to stay with my friends in the seat. And um, I ended up, I ended up making a few friends and they kind of stuck with me throughout my Rockwall time. But uh, I, during that time, I um, experienced a lot of, uh, just a lot of mean a lot of mean things i would i would eat i would eat my lunch in the in the bathroom stall um just just to avoid people making fun of me again i was a tomboy i was a nerd i did not i did not Mm -hmm. fit in and i was quiet and people took my quietness as oh well you know she's weird or or why doesn't she talk you know so little did they know i was just (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah. so during that time I kind of cling I clinged on to music uh more than ever and I mean I had always known by then I was like 12 years old and I had known by then that I wanted to I wanted to pursue music as a career I just didn't yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that you know in doing that I would have to be on a stage and that that freaked me out completely yeah. freaked me out and um so once uh, uh one of my best friends passed away he he was actually from mesquite and he passed away um in a in a car accident after wow. leaving my after um. leaving my my house and um it really destroyed me but at the same time i would remember everything he used to tell me like you need to sing the world needs to hear your voice you need mm-hmm. to tell your stories Mm-hmm. Like this is a God-given talent, and you've got to share it. Amen. And after after that, like I sang at his funeral, and that was the first time I'd ever sang in public. Um, oh wow! And yeah, and it was it was very very scary, but but he was right there with me. God was there with me. All like mm-hmm. my friends from Mesquite all walked up to the stage with me and held my hand, and I got through it. And um, to this day, people still reach out to me and say, do you remember when you sang at Blake's funeral? And, you know, it, <laughs> it touched a lot of people. And um, mm-hmm. and that is when I really knew that this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and then digging a little deeper, I, my, my mom ended up moving us to Plano after about mm-hmm. three years in Rockwall. She met a guy and we moved to Plano. Um, he ended up... Uh, sexually abusing me um wow. i was about 14 years old uh-huh. and uh, nobody believed believe it or me not i've been the there too believe it believe it or not i was there at 14 yeah also. i mean yep. it's, it's it's definitely something i don't talk about a lot but i know it's something that i need to talk about it's part of my healing process as well is sharing yeah. my stories and and, right. and hopes i help other people um yeah because that's that's what our show's about is to Help heal the artists through their stories, but also help heal the audience. Because yeah, when people know, exactly. when people that are listening says, you know what, 
I was molested too. I sh- yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't be ashamed. She's no, pursuing her, you and, know, and, or, she's pursuing or her dreams. Yep. Nobody should ever think it's their fault, and nobody no. should ever give up on, on what they're mm-hmm. trying to accomplish in life just because something horrible, some someone horrible had to do something horrible to you. You shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't let that be a determination of where you're headed in life. And um exactly. I almost let it destroy me. I I mean oh, wow. I got really bad on drinking and drugs and you know, Been it was it was a really hard time in my life. And, yeah, I went uh, through nineteen years of addictions, I think because of what happened at age fourteen. I didn't start yeah. the addictions until seventeen, but what had happened with me was I poured my heart into the we, I used to be really good on the bicycle stuff, and I did all the tra- I was the crazy people that rode the ramps, the quarter pipe, uh-huh. half pipes, and stood on handlebars. And so I was one of those crazy people. <laughs> and I, because I did that, after all that that happened to me at 14, I poured everything into that. Well, by 17, I had friends saying, why are you still on that bicycle? That's for kids. And, and, I, and it didn't click in my head that your average pro BMXer was 20 at the time, you right. know, but I'm think, but I let, I let them steal my dream. Cause I was good enough to probably within a year or two to go pro by, by 20, but I wasn't thinking that all I could think of is the crowd is telling me this, telling me that, well, as soon as they stole that dream from out from under me, well, what happens when you don't have a dream? You find something I mean, to fulfill it. Exactly. And that's when alcohol came and in. Something to fill that, and, and then you feel even more bad, and so you start using yep. even more, and blaming. You start cycle. blaming everything and everybody for all your problems and your addiction. And I mean, it's a it's a vicious cycle. And I have lived the addiction life. I mean, my my pretty much since I was fourteen years old, I've been struggling with it. So I know I know exactly what you got what you have experienced as well. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. So, with the help of Sandy. I think that's amazing. <laughs> you have your own story to be told, and I think what you're doing and helping helping other artists be heard, as well as your stories be heard, I think that's pretty incredible. And, and see, I think that's where some hosts go wrong. I guess I kind of want to be the Oprah of um, interviewing artists because. Most hosts, they ask questions and leave it at that. They let they let the they only have the um, guest the artist the talking. Questions. Yes. Yeah. But Oprah changed that, and she's the only one that I know of that that does it like this. Where when they say something, she brings up, "Oh, I've got a story that ties right to that," and I, I right. think that's I think that's what people need want to hear. That they want they don't want to just hear, they want to hear both sides because again. We all have stories to tell, and that's why I really yes, love what we we're do. doing, and I love the artists that are giving us a chance because we can all share in our stories to help. Cause that's what it's about is helping the next people not go through what we go through, or if they are going through it, to help them get through it because we got through it. Right. And never give up. And, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I sat and just cried and just thought like god this this can't be it for me like this i mean and you know being being all in my addiction and i'm thinking yep. i mean there was a point and there was a point in my life where i was homeless living out of my red sunfire oh wow uh when i was mm. 17 years old and and 
I'm sitting here praying to God, like this can't, this can't be it. This, this is not what I'm meant to do. And, yeah. and well, you're, from that you're moment in good forward, company there. Clean... Hmm? You're in good company there because I've heard a story that now, great. I, I don't know if this, ha- this probably didn't have to do with drugs and all that, but when Jimmy Allen, if I'm not mistaken, went to Nashville and moved there, he lived out his car for a while. So he, yep. was, so and look where he is now. So you're on the right track. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just people just need to know that that's not the end of the road. There is always light. There's always light at the end of that tunnel. As dark as it Mm -hmm. may seem at the time, you you can pull yourself out of it. I have done it so many times, and I pull myself Mm -hmm. up by by the straps on my boots, and I say, "Let's go. It's time." And and my comebacks are always better than my setbacks. You know, Amen. so that's right. So, I mean, just got to keep pushing forward. And the more that people are are willing to share and talk about their stories, the more mm. people can heal. And the more, I mean, that's you can ask uh, Chad Rowland. He is uh, my guitar player and songwriter. And he, I mean, mm-hmm. I tell him all the time. It's not about it's not about me me becoming some kind of superstar it's not about the money it's it's about mm-hmm. me being able to get to where i want to be to share my stories with the world and eventually be a public speaker and, and help people mm-hmm. cuz that's you know that's really when you look at music it's it's amazing i remember back when Sandy and i first married um i was one of them big believers in motivational Tapes. That's how old we were back then. <laughs> the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, some of the younger generation would never know what we're talking about. <laughs> but um, I was big in the motivational tapes, and when I say big, I mean I guess I was brainwashed. I mean I was. You couldn't convince me that I should listen to music. I was brainwashed to believe. Mm-hmm. You know what? Motiva- because I because because the businesses that I was a part of were always pushing on you that. And if you're in your car, it should be a motivation. It should be an educational time, not music time. If you're serious about success, and I believed it. I mean, I was hook, line, sinker, <laughs> and then she comes in my life, hardcore country music fan. <laughs> oh yes, cried. I had to have music on twenty four seven. And I had to have, and I had to have audio on twenty four seven. So we collide at the beginning, and after a little while, I realized we both had to compromise, and I was like, okay, how about this? We'll do 50% music and 50% audio. Custom, and, and, and she agreed. She said, oh, I like – I guess she probably agreed too because she was like, you know what? At least I get some music in there. <laughs> and, and it was a great compromise because it taught me something through the years as we've grown, especially in this music part. I never – even consider the power of music. I think music's even though I still believe that people should do the motivation stuff. I still believe that that you should listen to sermons. I still believe all that. But mm-hmm. I also understand now that music will move people way before any type of motivational talk. Way before. Right. And, yes. And I didn't understand that then. Because music has power, and that's one reason I guess it was all all over the Bible was music. So even in the Bible days, they had music, you know. Yes. And, and it's just it's people heal through music. 
And that's oh, one reason I'm so glad. That ever. <laughs> that's why I'm so glad of what y'all do because, again, and that we can bring this, y'all stories out because, again, this is healing. It's not just healing for us and healing for you, but it's healing for anybody that listens because, again, music moves people, period. Yeah, it I, does. I can be in a song, even as a guy, and I'm an emotional guy anyway. <laughs> so that's He funny. is. But, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I can be so into a song that I'm in tears. On yeah, some oh songs. yeah, me too. I'll be bawling my eyes out. Because <laughs> it brings back <laughs> that memory. And, yep. and, and you know, Ashlyn wrote a song uh, um, called I Need to Feel This. And I love that song because so many, you know, it's about feeling the pain. Because, you know, everybody yep. has a mask over the pain. Most artists... Oh, I should say many, but probably most. Probably most. most artists write songs about masking the pain. She right. wrote a song about heal, about feeling the pain. That's such a powerful thing because like nobody that. wants to feel the pain anymore. And then they wonder why we explode. Right, <laughs> people. People end up on on A and E snapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and again, that, so you really do have to. Um, <laughs> um, feel the pain, and and not 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 dwell in it. Right, but, but you have you know you have to be in that moment. Move so, on. so you know what? Like my stepmom is in the hospital and she's in her last days. I I have to know that it's okay to be down over that. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I'm sorry to hear that. That's really sad. Well, thanks. But I have to I have to know that it's okay for a moment. To dwell in it just a tad, but yeah. not dwell in it for life. I think that's where people right. get it mixed up. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Where if I just mask it and mask over, and see, because that's what I did. I, when, when my mom passed away six months after we married, I tried to mask it. Because I, uh, at, at that time, I wasn't really drinking much when me and Sandy first got together. So she didn't know the mm-hmm. heavy, heavy part of that side. And when my mom passed away, I tried to mask it. First, I masked it where we would travel up and down the East Coast, going to Myrtle Beach and going down to Daytona and going to – well, I did it all on credit. Well, eventually, that ran out. My next mask was drugs and alcohol because it was a lot cheaper yep. than travel. <laughs> and, and that's when the, our, you know, our marriage really hit a downfall the first few years of our marriage after that because I went back to – not only did I go back to the drinking – and I'll drugs and alcohol, but I went heavier than I ever been then, because I was trying to mask over the pain that my mom just passed away. Right. <laughs> and so I totally get that. And and that, and that's why I think people need to feel the pain. They need to be in that moment. They need to they need to realize that they can feel the pain. It's okay. But not live yeah, there. It's, it's okay. Just don't just don't live there. Yeah, and I like what uh, that's why I like what you're doing because you've had a lot of pain in your life, but you're but you're not living there. You're you're telling your story, but you're mm-hmm. still chasing your dreams. Right. And that's just, that's just unbelievable. And, and you know, you've had some great. Tell us about you know. Let's, let's go to a little more positive now. Um, tell us some of the good things that's happened in the last year because I know about the whole. But and it's funny. I love your title, The Buzz, because we have New Country Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> so we were right for each other for, for an interview. Totally so tell us to about, 
Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the buzz and what's been happening this last year because man, there's some exciting things happening in your life right now. There is. Um it's been it's been an incredible journey so far. I mean, this this past year I in twenty nineteen I should say I released um I released my very first album that I recorded in Nashville um, with the the best of the best players I had I had come join and, in. And on you the know album. what? Let, let's let's play the buzz real quick for people um, okay. before we get into that. That way they can hear exactly what all the buzz is about. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, and everybody, this is called the buzz by Taylor D. What you gonna do when the buzz wears off? Waking up naked in the parking lot. You got a little mustard on your tater tot. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? When the buzz wears off. Texas, hold on. Margarita frozen.
And I remember wait, leaving that thing. I was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? God, I, didn't, I, I don't know what I did. Because that was back in, again, back in my heavy days also, especially before I hit 21. It was really heavy because it was like, it was right. like a little cool thing to do because you weren't legal. <laughs> yep. I know, I know all too much. I know all too much about that. <laughs> um, and, so yeah, definitely people. I feel like people could definitely relate to this song in in a lot of different ways. And um, yeah, I I know yeah. It, it, it's funny. Kids kids love this song, and I know they don't even know what they're singing about. But <laughs> but they'll be back. My my son will be back there jamming out like, "What you gonna do when the buzz wears off?" And he has no idea, but. I mean, I think it. I think it speaks to a lot, a lot of different people, and it's just a fun, upbeat song, and that's why we we titled the album but, "The Buzz." But, and, but you know um, what's great yeah. about that song? You could even you can even relate it to what are you going to do when your buzz wears off? As in, if the media ran with the buzz of music, someone in the music, because sometimes right. all per- person's life is is being a celebrity. Well, what happens right. when that buzz is gone? Who who yeah. are you then? So you know, so it really is relatable even outside of the alcohol. It could be again, it, you you can slip anything in there, including right. someone being a celebrity. Because how many times have you seen That's people true. that lose that all of a sudden their fifteen minutes of fame is gone and they just lose it? Yep, that is so true. I never even thought about it like that. That's pretty awome. <laughs> <laughs> but um. So, um, as you know, our little little one likes to ask you questions. So you want to go back a little longer? Okay. <laughs> yep, yes, he just this is our his... eight-year-old, our future interviewer here. He said he's going to have his own podcast someday. Okay, then. <laughs> well, let's hear it. What you right. got for me? All right, here he is. It's Christopher. Oh. Hey, Christopher. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> What's your favorite food? <laughs> What's my favorite food? Yeah. Christopher, let me tell you, I like everything. <laughs> I like it all, and I need to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite, though, my all-time favorite has to be fish sticks and macaroni. Oh, he loves macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Oh, I love me some macaroni yeah. and cheese. Get get the phone back to mommy. I love pickles. Up he likes pickles. Hey, all right, thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you, Christopher. Yeah, we try to intertwine our kids. Hopefully, one day we can do Caitlin too soon. (laughs) I think that's great. He sounds so cute. So you, I'm sure you've seen the tweet that has made national headlines this week about the country radio don't play two music women back to back. Have you seen that tweet? I have. I have seen that tweet. And what are your thoughts on that? They were about to get cussed by me, but then they deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> and, but have, uh, what, what you know, you've been in the industry for long enough to know how hard is it? Because I think some, I think a lot of the people, a lot of people don't understand 
the length it takes for a woman to make it in in country music. And yep, I yep. I understand it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely <clears throat> it makes things a lot harder um for women to be heard and and for women to get bookings. Uh I think it's total BS actually because venues venues will turn me down just because I'm a woman, but they have not even listened to the album and they have not even watched like seen us perform live and they don't know that my band is incredible and that we bring yeah. crazy energy and everybody always <laughs> sticks around at our shows and um mm. I know people have said women can't draw crowds but that's not the case either I mean I'm pretty sure uh there's lots of women in the industry that sell yeah, look out at Carrie Underwood she draws crowds exactly yeah. so um it's just about people being a little bit more open-minded to it and not sticking with what media is is trying to do in in that and on that subject. I mean, <clears throat> and, and you know, to me, what what it seems to start this. Now, I'm not saying it's ever been easy for women to make it. I think it's always been difficult, but it really right. started being really difficult. Because I remember, and, and even Sandy was talking about me, as me and Sandy talked about this a lot. She says, you know, in the 80s and 90s, it seems like women were making it. So what happened in the 2000s? And I Yeah, think there was a lot country, of airplay back then for women artists I, compared to now. I think I think right. bro country is what started that. Because if you think about it, when bro country – and again, it looks like that's starting to be played down now finally. But when bro country really hit the fan, that's really when country music start, stopped playing women. Or at least to a degree yeah. that they are. It's very, un- <clears throat> and again, it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because there are so many talented. I mean, I feel like talent is genderless. Whether you're male or female, exactly. you should That's be given right. the it same is. opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and because how much harder, like if someone goes to New Country Buzz and they look up artists in our thing, right now we probably have like 160 women profiles in there and like 70 men profiles in there. So we actually got more women than men in, in the pro in new country buzz. And that's kind of on purpose, but in, in a, in a way it's not on purpose. Um, right. Because of something I've noticed and I told, uh, I think I told Alice and Steele from two still girls about this um, not long ago, but something I've noticed um, with the whole up and coming country thing scene you have to go out of your way to not find good women um, who can right. – who are awesome. Cause, cause, and you have to go out of your way to find – and again, I'm not putting down any men here because they've they got some really awesome up-and-coming country men. But from what I've seen out there, there's more up-and-coming country women that are better than the up-and-coming country men. When you, when you put it as a whole, there's more of. Amen. So, so you actually, so you actually have to go out of your way to find the men versus the women, and that's sad. Because there ever, I mean, again, with the women, all you got to do is put 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 in Google and just they're they're everywhere, and that's one reason with with the whole new country buzz with the profiles. I'm hoping that people can come to it and be able to, if they're looking for new fresh blood. Uh, for music and all that, that you know, I'm trying to create one place because, because as you know, that's one of the hardest things out there. Yeah, you got Spotify that you can search, 
but it's not it's not the same because you got all the big artists on there too. You got artists that you you know all the different genres and all. But with New Country Buzz, the whole goal is be country music, period, and and up and coming country. Right. So you know, so that when people come to our site, they can find people like you to help because I think that's the hard. I I, I want to believe that our society would support up-and-coming country artists if they knew they existed. I want to believe that. Right. <laughs> you know, and um, so I'm, that's what I'm betting on. Because I, in this day and time, because of the Internet, Twitter, all that, people have gotten lazy, so they don't want to go search for it, really. Because, you know, again, to find all the different artists, you really have to search all these different places. So our goal right. is to I bring think people in general are lazy. <laughs> so my goal is to bring it to one place. <laughs> if, if if you're a type person mm-hmm. don't don't really want to go out and search everything, which I want to bring it to one place. We have almost two hundred up and coming country artists in our site that are all good. Right. You know, and we love people like you. It's really awesome. And you know, and the and the whole well, women thing like I said. Like you guys. <laughs> and and you know with the whole women thing it's it's a shame that that's happening right now but you know maybe just maybe that tweet has woke people up oh yeah i mean that's that's pretty crazy that they flat out admitted that but at least at least somebody did you know yeah cuz everybody yeah. you know i've heard that for several years now but mm-hmm. i've never heard it from a source that was actual you know i've never heard it admitted I just heard it, but people who heard it, who people who heard it, so you just never know. And this is the first time I've seen it in print that this is a rule of thumb. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so as we wind this down, because I know I don't want to take up too much more of your time, because um, I know you're busy like like everybody else. But if you could co-write with any artist dead or alive who would it be and what song would you, what what song what would the song be about i have to say janice joplin <laughs> i know she 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 wrote a few songs and um maybe her and i would have been able to collaborate on something <laughs> and just talk about yes. uh, <laughs> sex drugs and rock and roll <laughs> 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 so if um, I mean I feel like all... I feel like if I if if I would have been able to meet that woman um oh well wow. oh man and write a song with her that that would have been insane. <laughs> we definitely understand that because again you know that's a really cool thing about songwriting it can go anywhere you want it to go. Yes. But in, as we finish this up and got one last thing, um, if you were just starting out and um, you didn't know where to start, what advice would you give yourself? To, to talk, that, that there's one piece of advice that if you could only give yourself, your younger self, one piece of advice about the music industry, what would it be? Uh, if I If I could – Go back in time and give myself some advice. 
it would have been to find God a lot sooner than I than it Amen. took me. And um and and I know I know that now in my life, I mean, God is surrounding me and everybody I work with, I mean, more than more than ever. And I wish mm-hmm. I wish that I would have been able to find him and because when I was young I I was not trying to do that. I was living in the fast lane and doing what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And I wish I would have leaned on him and had him guide mm-hmm. me. Uh, but then again, it's like I had to go through all of these all of these things to be where I'm at today. So exactly. And and you know, the kids you have wouldn't be here if it would change anything. Because I always tell Sandy and other people exactly. People always people always ask me if you could change anything from your past. Would what would it be? And they think I'm lying because I'm like I wouldn't change. The hardest my past has been from crime to alcohol to all that, to home away from home, being jailed back in my early 20s and all that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change any of that, and they don't understand that if I change, it, it all had any to happen. It. it all, it all. Sandy wouldn't piece. be here. Right, and it, it it all pieces together in some crazy way. Yep. You look back and you're like, well, that had <laughs> mm-hmm. to happen, so this so this yep. could happen, and that happened, so this That's could right. happen. Yep, because everything in our past has made us to who we are today. Exactly. And that's why I wouldn't change so anything, important. anything I've been through or done either, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> that's why it's so important to change what you want now so that 10 years from now you can look back and say, okay, that led me to where I am now. Exactly. <laughs> And and you and you I I sometimes find myself getting the chills over my body whenever I realize why that happened so this this could happen in my life and it's it's a very Amen. surreal feeling to know that it, God is working in your life and mm-hmm. and it's pretty incredible. And, and you know I've told people because one one of the piece of advice I always give anybody, especially couples that are either married or dating, but I think one of the best things a couple could do and like I said with a couple it person to, to find out who you are is to go back to the very first pain that you can remember as a childhood and write your mm-hmm. story out write, write it out write everything and make it a minimum goal of 50,000 words and here's why I, and here's why I tell people 50,000 words because if you don't make a goal of 50,000 words you'll write the good you'll write the bad but you won't right the ugly and it's the ugly that will change who you are not right. good or bad and so when you start to write it out and people people are like well i can't write that i can't type that fast you know your story it don't you know in most cases i i, got, I wrote out fifty thousand words in 30 days and i only spent like an hour a day doing that <clears throat> but what it does do is you start to be able to connect the dots you're like ooh, so that happened because of that that led to that, like you were just saying. That led to that. That led to that. So that's who. That's this. This is what makes me who I am. All these little dots here. You start connecting yep. the dots, and when you can help your. And if you're married or dating, and both spouses do this and share it with each other, now the spouse. Oh, that's why. You kind of jump snap at me when I say this. I get it now. Right. Because. You know, because they, most people don't get it. They just think you're being selfish. No, you're being guarded because of your oh, past yeah. pain. But you don't realize you're being guarded because, you know, this is just me. No, it's not you. Your pain is doing this. So then at the same time, 
both of you can learn because now, now the spouse can learn about the, the, oh, this is why you act this way. But then you, then the person can also say, oh, this is why I act this way. You know, so then they can make the changes <laughs> they need to make. So I think light bulbs people, go off. Yeah, big light bulbs will go off if people. But again, I don't think it will work unless somebody writes a minimum of fifty thousand words because you won't write the truth. Right. And, and, and again, that's not saying that's not saying that you that you've got to write a book. I'm not saying write a book. I'm saying write your story out, connect the dots, and it will change your life. I am definitely going to write a book though one one of these days. Um, <laughs> I, I might have a you series need to. of books. Um, and you, and, and, and you I need think to. it would definitely definitely heal some heal heal me and heal people that read it and have yeah. people understand, you know, why I do the things I've done and do the things I do today and it definitely stems back from all the pain and, and tragedy and everything that I've gone through to get to who I am today. Exactly. So, and you know what? We loved having you on. Um, I love you being gotta, on. I love you guys so much. Thank you all so much for having me. Um, you got an, I look you got an amazing to, story. Thank yes, you so much. You. So do you guys. So do you guys. Um, well, thank you. And then I guess I got to tell people uh, – Chad's yep. texting Tell me right now. Make sure you tell people uh, where to find the music. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes. The album The Buzz can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, uh, Deezer, YouTube. Um, just Google Taylor D and all of it will pop up. Amen. And, uh-huh. you know, again, we would look forward to in the next three, six months having you back on the show. Absolutely. Yes. I look forward to it too. Uh, you you have a great day and we will talk to you real soon. Okay, yes. sounds good. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Hey everyone. Well, as we wrap this up, the third episode, we didn't plan for it to go yes. this long, but as you've seen, we had some amazing stories that had to be told. And yes. I you know Sometimes you can't put a time limit on that, but I'm so appreciative of both Brittany and Taylor and Taylor D for all this because, again, both of them were awesome. We appreciate them. And next week we've got two more really great artists, a Christian artist and a country music artist next week that we look really forward to. we got another really powerful story next week, too, and probably we two do. powerful stories from what I've mm-hmm. heard. So I got the full stories from both yet. But they're both going to be powerful. It's going to knock your socks out. And um, as we leave, I'm going to play. I'm going to um, let Sandy finish it out with the whole um, who the people we partnered with, and then we will end this show. And here it goes. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. 
The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at the sportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. 